you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. There's some crazy going on out here. And welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Megan. We discuss episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files. Tonight, Megan is recapping for you Never Human, Season 12, Episode 9, which originally aired March 26, 2020. So how did you land on this one? You know what? I really just picked some numbers, honestly. Okay. <laughs> there's no there's no rhyme or reason. Like right. I'm not, you know, strategically doing like math equations, which I can't do on my own anyway. So um, and when I first started watching it, it was about a woman who was newly married. And I'm like, I've already done one of those. And I'm like, Oh, my God, did we did I do this one already? But I went back through all of the shows um, and all of our notes, and I didn't see it. And once I watched it, um, I hadn't seen it. It was all new to me, which to be fair, my, uh, my uh, memory is not super great. So that doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen it before, so it was yeah, a, it's not it. It's not on my my no. note cards, and no content warnings this time. Oh, there weren't. I mean, other than you know, death and the usual. But I mean, someone's got to die for there to be a right. ghost, right? Right. But there yeah. wasn't any uh, murders or oh, there is a uh, a mining accident. Oh, like We've a had coal that mine. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So. That's where we're at with the show right now. And cool, cool. speaking of shows, I went to and that's why we drink live show. How was it? <gasps> Fucking phenomenal. Oh good. So I did buy these tickets back in February of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then something happened. What was that? Where we couldn't go in public for decades. <laughs> Try to remember. Um, it was it was supposed to be April of twenty twenty was the show. And then it just never happened. And so it happened last night and whole I 
was smiling the whole time. Oh, I just, good. I mean, when I wasn't terrified because their show was different. Um, and I don't want to say anything, even though their show is their tour is over. But they did ask people who went to the show to not talk about the show because it was a different setup, and they they wanted people to be surprised. And oh. so I don't want to say anything, even though I know it's their it was their last show on this tour. But I don't know if they're going to do another tour. So yeah, they might want to do some and of I, the same stuff. Yeah, and yeah. so I don't want to say anything about what the show was, but it was okay. really good. It oh, was, good. and they were so close, and I was fangirling. Like, <laughs> so. It was at the Pentagius in, in Minneapolis, and so we I got a seat um, in the balcony center, so like I could see them. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I was so, oh my god, I loved them. I that, just was so happy. Good, good. It was it was such a fun night, and before that, Amy and her friend Allison and I went out to dinner at the Wooden Paddle Eatery, which was kind of pricey, but you know I'm like, ugh, I've been waiting two and a half years for this right. night. Like right. I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. So I, I didn't even think about the the price of the meal, which yeah. I maybe should have. But shh, yeah. don't tell anybody. It's okay. No, it was so fun. It was good. so fun. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. This this weekend, I also spent far too much money on yeah. a meal. We had tickets or not tickets. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> it was it was a. Uh, we had reservations mm-hmm. at Charlie's Cafe at the Minneapolis Club. Which, you know, I used to work there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, we had, they, they had renovated the, what used to be the restaurant, the main mm-hmm. restaurant. They renovated it into a replica of Charlie's Cafe Exceptionnel, which was famous in the Twin Cities or Minneapolis in like the, I think it opened in the 40s. Mm. And it was open all the way through like 82. Oh, wow. Or 80 something. And I never went there. At least if I did, I don't call. But because of my other podcast where we talk about Minnesota history, we talked, we are, our next episode, we're going to be talking about Charlie's Cafe mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the people around it, the people who owned it and all that stuff. So that was kind of, that's kind of why we wanted to go so badly is because we yeah. already knew about that. So right. my um, other co-host, Heather, and mm-hmm. Greg and I went to Charlie's. So fun. It was good, but ooh, zip pricey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you told me about one of the entrees, and yeah. I was yeah. like, "Oof da, oof da." In typical Minnesota, and I was yeah. like, "Oof da." Oh dear. Oh, oh my stars. dear. Oh goodness, yep. that is just so expensive. Yeah, it was. It was, and I, I kept going. We only do this like every two uh-huh. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we put it on a credit card, so it's not real money. It's fine. We'll survive. Yeah, we'll survive. It'll be it's fine. fine. Okay. So, um, what else we got? Oh. Oh, oh my God. I didn't get a chance to get it yesterday, and I'm so sad, but it looks so good. Amy just modeled our new... Oh, yeah, look at for that. For those of you who are in the are not watching the video, you're going to be confused, but it comes in these cute little oh, Look at that. And it always seems impossible until it's done. That's the motto on the, on the box. Yeah, this is from Canva. Yeah, I love their stuff. Look at that. That turned out so cute, and I love the colors. I do, too. I think it turned out really good. I'm excited. So I don't know, though, how to let other people hmm. buy our shirts from Canva, but I was able to set up another a company called Bonfire, which mm-hmm. I already had started an account with them for my other podcast. And I made this shirt over there. Mm-hmm. So I will put the links in yeah. the show notes and you guys can all go buy shirts. Yes. Um, 
I would like to figure out how you can do it from Canva because these are nice. It's yeah. good quality. It took yeah. a little while to get here, but, but it's that's nice. Okay. It's soft and it's cheaper than it is over mm-hmm. on Bonfire. But on Bonfire, we would make some money yeah. if someone bought a shirt. On Canva, I don't think they could, but well, I don't, I don't think they'd do it. With, but that's okay. Yeah, I think it's fine if they want to buy our shirts. Yeah. Once we get our cult, I mean, obviously, they'll... We'll have to switch it over to Bonfire where we make money. But until the cult really (laughs) solidifies, I think it's fine. Right. I think it's fine, too. (laughs) Speaking of uh, cult, we have, I know you know this already, but you can pretend to be excited. I don't have have to pretend because I'm uh, still chasing the high. I know. We have a new patron. And you guys, it's somebody we don't know. And she, they, I don't know their pronouns, but this new patron is in Ireland. (laughs) Yes. I know. It's so exciting. Welcome from the Emerald Isle. Um, right. I love everything about your country. And yep. I wish that uh, I live there. I, yeah, I, I would like to go. If we do an international tour, we'll start there. Of course. And you can get a free ticket. Oh, right, yeah. We'll just go to Scotland and I probably will just hide somewhere so that I don't have to come. Yeah, back. and then I'll, I'll, it'll turn into like a freaking Amy's missing, but really she's just hiding in a closet yeah. laughing because she doesn't want right. to come back. Right. I'll be like Amy and it'll be I'll like I'll be in a pub. You'll be like it'll be like when you're looking for toddlers and you can totally hear them laughing cuz they're like yeah. hiding behind the curtain but their feet are out. And I'll be like where's yes. Amy and she'll be drunk standing behind a curtain like thinking mm-hmm. I can't see her. <laughs> and Greg and I'll just be like okay, come well, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> and then I'll say, "Oh my god, there's a dog." And then she'll run out and then I'll find her. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Look at this cute puppy that just came here. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, that's what that's what will happen. Uh, I could see it. I could see it. happen. So, yes, I'm so weird. She told me on Thursday when we were testing the mic, because um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the last few episodes, I've sounded like I'm in a tunnel and Amy is <laughs> bless her. She's doing everything she could to fix it. But you know what helps? is if you have the microphone turned <laughs> towards you. Um, so it, it it catches all of your uh, words and sound and not turned away from you, which is what I was doing. So hopefully um, this sounds much better. And we did have some help with um, Steve from Haunted UK. He yep. was doing us us super solid by helping us out with the audio that i was fucking up and steve is like oh wasn't all you uh it was a solid 90 percent me (laughs) and steve you know what you should do you should really work on microphone placement and he's like we solved that i said yeah i think we figured that part out (laughs) amy's like your microphone should look shiny and i'm like oh it it doesn't no i I was i was telling her and those of you who are watching the video will be able to see this i was like you can turn the volume up right here on the front and she goes well my volume's on the back (laughs) i'm like hmm huh well it shouldn't be because you have the same microphone i do so let's see if we can figure out what's going on (laughs) wait a second your volume no that's megan Megan. <laughs> and I don't know what happened because the first several episodes, I, know, I, was I mean, you've had that microphone since day yeah, one. Yeah. And the first several episodes sounded great. And you so like, I could not figure no. out what was wrong. I'm like, why does it sound so tinny? Yeah. Well, that's and I why. kept reading it as tiny. 
So oh. that was, I was like, oh my God, I sound little? How does that I sound work? tiny? I'll, I'll keep it. How do I sound? Do, do I otherwise sound big? I don't understand. So it was just <laughs> so much. This is my superpower, you guys. I spread confusion everywhere. And so um, <laughs> the point is Steve from Haunted UK has been a dream yes. working so hard to try to fix my fuck up. <laughs> so um, if you haven't yet, go Listen to Haunted UK because yes. he's just – he does such good research. He does. He does. And he – I just listened to the latest episode, which is up on reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, he did a whole bunch of bloopers and they were hilarious. So <laughs> his, his show's not normally funny. You know, it's not no, a it's funny super show. Serious. It's pretty serious. Yeah. But he's got that great, you know, accent. Sexy and, accent, I think is what you meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's hot. I mean, it's – Yeah. Steve. I, I, do lo- I do love Steve. a UK accent. So he has a production studio that mm-hmm. he does. He he mixes music and podcasts. And he, it's called Pink Flamingo Music Productions. And so I wanted to give him a shout out because he was so helpful to us. Mm-hmm. Super and helpful. So we're going to be playing his promo mm-hmm. during our promo break. And also a new one called Mums, Mysteries and Murder. And I love the alliteration there because yeah. how I fun. know you like I know you like those uh, MMMs and mm-hmm. TTTs and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They are two ladies who live in Scotland. <gasps> I know. Oh my god! One of them is Scottish, the other is Australian. I wonder how, how did she end and up in Scotland? I don't know. I don't. Did she marry a local brogue? Wait, no, that's maybe. not what the word is. That's what you uh, talk about their accent. I think it's oh, a the brogue. accent is a brogue. Yeah, but I think that's Irish. Is a brogue. I thought it was I don't Scottish. Know. Maybe, maybe Scottish. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. I, you guys, I'm not trying to offend anybody, so please don't think. I'm just a stupid American. So I'm just bar blame our education system. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> it does kind of suck. So we're going to be playing their promo too. Mm-hmm. And they'll be, you'll, if you're listening to their show, you'll probably hear us. And it is so weird to be listening to one of these podcasts in the Boo Pod yes. Network. And like, hear I your voice. On, yeah, I think yeah. it well I don't remember which show it was. I maybe it was this one. But I flipped it on and I was expecting to hear, you know, a mm-hmm. podcast and mm-hmm. it was us. And I'm yeah. like, what? I know. And they played it right in the beginning, like right uh-huh. before their show even yep. started. So I'm like, am I did I pull the wrong thing up? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was I've listened, I've heard like with shit and bricks they played yeah. it. And it was such a high, but it was also yeah. so fucking weird because you're like, oh, yeah. my God, an ad. <gasps> but it's me. It's you know, me. It's, it's, and then, of course, we, you know, they give us their ads. And um, I know at least Amy has listened to several um, of several other shows from our ads. So at least yeah. others are getting, you know, listeners and hopefully we are, too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I think just, we did get a pretty good set of downloads did. on the yeah. the episode that we released on Friday. Well, to be fair, that episode was hilarious. I mean, it was a good one. Oh my god, we were we had way too much fun recording. At least I did. Yeah, that was fun. It was a yeah. fun one to do. We had a good time with that. I mean, we all we always have a good time, but that was like an yeah. exponentially high good time. Yeah, you were in a really silly mood. I know. And that I don't helps. Know what it was. That always helps. <laughs> <laughs> I have another little thing to show you. Mm-hmm. So when I was trying to figure out my microphone and stuff. I was this pop filter thing mm-hmm. that goes over pop. that. Yeah. It's supposed to stop those. Mm-hmm. It 
I, it was annoying me and it was in the way and I was trying to adjust my volume and I couldn't. And so I just picked it up and threw it over my head. <laughs> right. So then tonight I'm back trying to set everything up and get ready for uh-huh. tonight. And I couldn't find it. I'm looking all over behind me. I'm looking behind the everything. It's in the abyss somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I had another one because I have two of these microphones. So I went and grabbed the other one. And I, as I grabbed the other one, I turn around and there is Gracie sitting on the floor Chewing open <gasps> the other one. Gracie. Yeah, little turd. So this one is now dead. So now I can throw it over my shoulder. Naughty girl. I know. Well, she's, yeah, she's a brat. She is a brat. She's a real brat. She is. I need to actually touch base with Amy because she went to, um, she went on a retreat, not a retreat, but like a, a vacation hmm. um, up north and her hotel was haunted and oh, right. one of her shirts went missing and she hasn't found it yet. And so oh I gosh. need to see if she's found it yet. I know she, a few, I can't remember all she said because Dory, but she said a couple of times um, some things went missing and then they would appear. She oh, said okay. she heard somebody giggling or talking to her in the middle of the night. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And so I need to ask her, I don't, I totally forgot to ask her last night if her shirt has reappeared. She said she went through the whole hotel room. She looked in her car. She um, unpacked her entire suitcase and repacked her entire suitcase. She wow. looked through all the drawers, the closets, everything in the bathroom. She said it was nowhere to be found. All the beds, you know, all the, the probably the two beds, you know, like pulled the covers back. Yeah. Nothing. So um, I need wow. to uh, follow up with her to see if it has turned up. And she even told the ghost, like, this isn't funny. Like, I need yeah. this shirt. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, that'll be fun to hear. Mm-hmm. I need to touch base with her to see. Yeah. Um, if she's found it or not, or if the ghost just took it, maybe it really liked that shirt. In which case, that's a high a compliment. Ghost, why does a ghost need a shirt? Maybe it reminded them of something when they were alive or they oh, just like the pattern. I don't know. Maybe. I don't pretend to know what ghosts feel. No, I don't either. So I'm not a ghost. Speaking expert. of ghosts, mm-hmm. you said you started watching a new paranormal show. Oh my God, I did, but I had to turn it off because yeah. it was too scary. Too scary. What it's it called? called Paranormal Night Shift on Discovery okay. Plus, and it talks about people who work the night shift and have paranormal activity happening. I know it's really, you can't discern that from the title. So I'm sure that you're <laughs> like, Megan, what's this show about? Well, let me me tell you. Um, And so the one that I watched, the first episode, I didn't even make it through the first episode, you guys. And the first one they talked to, his name was Tim, and he was a night, an overnight DJ. And um, the reenactments are really spooky, ooky. All right, I'll have to watch it. it, You would love it. It was so good. Um, So, yeah, it it was a good show. I just was like, okay, I'm in the basement. It's kind of dark and yeah. I'm scared. So yeah. Um, yeah. I stopped watching that. Uh, but it was yeah. good. Not because I didn't like it, but because yeah. I'm a baby. <laughs> and then I watched The Circle. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not caught up yet. I'm okay. on see I'm on episode seven, I think. Okay. And so they haven't gotten any new people since Rachel and um Nathan. Oh, okay. So I okay. know you had said that there were some new people that come. I yep. haven't gotten there yet. So I'm assuming they're coming soon. They yep. just block um spoiler okay. alert. Uh but I was I was sad because like you, I like them all. Yeah. Uh Yulin is like growing everybody. on me. There was something about her that I didn't really like. I couldn't put my finger on it. And it's not like I hated her. Like the yeah. first girl that le- went home, I couldn't stand her. Would you call her oh, Tits McGee? Tits McGee. Yeah, I didn't like her. No, I didn't like her. She didn't know what a memoir was. 
I love. Sorry, I love, Tits McGee, yeah, if you're listening. You kind of, you're, yeah. Who doesn't know what a memoir is? <laughs> but she, I mean, other than her, I love them all. Like Brew, yeah. so cute. I know. I didn't like him at first. And I didn't think I was going to. And he ended up. He's so sweet. Yeah, he's, he's actually a really adorable. sweet guy. He's a. And who's? What's the guy's name that plays his mom? Is that John? That's John. John. When he was talking about his sex life with Alyssa, yeah. I was crying I when know. she talks about the vulva hug. Yeah. And I about died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is really dedicated to coming yeah. across as Carol. But yeah. yeah, it's this is a really good season. So I'm really interested to see Frank. I love his sass. Oh yes. I love Frank's him. the best. He's the best. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Yeah, I started a new book series that my coworker recommended to me, and it is. Oh. I'm really chatty. I'm sorry. Um, that's and right. it is. <laughs> it's a podcast. It's a talk show. You're it's supposed to be chatty. Twilight. I mean, it's. But I fucking love it. There's oh. a main character whose parents die, and of course, she's the you know like all young um, adult fiction. Oh, I'm just an awkward girl, but I'm also oh. extraordinary beautiful. But I don't know that I'm beautiful. Of and there's course. two guys fighting over her. And I'm like, okay, so we've got Bella, we've got Edward, we've got Jacob, we have Jessica, who's her cousin, like her father figure in the form of her uncle, who's kind of a little, you know, um, clueless, but really good heart. And I'm just like, this is fucking, even the cover, even the cover, because I don't know if you know, um, I'm sure you don't, but the cover of Twilight is a black background with with the the apple. I have the first book. Oh my God, I love that. Um, and so e- this one, it's a black background with a white like flower that's got some red on it. And I'm like, could oh. you have copied Twilight anymore? Right. But I love it. So yeah, of I course. stayed up till 12 reading it last night. Oh, my gosh. I started reading a book, too, on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. It's um, I sort of joined a Facebook book club. <gasps> yeah. And so they picked a book. And I remember voting. And it was a choice of a bunch of different books. And I remember voting for the one that was a paranormal romance. And I think that's the one that uh-huh. that made it. Although now I started reading it and I don't see anything paranormal yet so far. But it's cute. It's yeah. like a it's like a romantic comedy kind of but clubs are so fun. Yeah. They are pretty anything cool. else? Our next episode mm-hmm. is gonna be my turn to present and I am doing the Alcatraz episode that was a special investigation in the mm-hmm. Alcatraz and I've seen it it was really good it was really spooky <laughs> it was very brutal there's some stories about things that happened while it was a prison yeah it was not a good place which explains oh. why it's so haunted because oh my god the things that were done to those poor Ugh. prisoners even if you're and, a prisoner I'm sorry you nobody deserves some of the things right. that they had, had and, and and things they did to each other yeah. there were riots that mm-hmm. where they were setting people on fire and stuff it was it's really bad yeah so Poor Amy. Um, I know so I'm gonna do that one so I am asking listeners if they have stories like if they visited Alcatraz yes. if they've gone there on a tour or whatever if any of you have any stories about visiting, touring, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. that you know about it, if you have ancestors that were locked up there or anything, hit us up. Let me know. We'll hit read them on the show. Up. Isn't that where Al Capone was? Was Alcatraz? I do believe Al Capone was uh, there. Machine Gun Kelly was there. He was one of the first. Not the weird first, artist right no, now, but the no, cool. The real gangster. Yeah, the real gangster. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so there's that. Oh, yes. and then after that episode, that's going to be our 20th episode. 
Woo-hoo. Party like a rock star. Party yeah. like a rock star. So, and by party as- like a rock star, I mean have some wine and then go to bed by nine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put that on a pillow. Yeah. Chug wine in bed by nine. Yes. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I do. So um, <laughs> after that episode, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Not too long, I don't Mm-mm. think. And patrons, don't you worry. We'll still be posting stuff for you because, you know, you're supporting us. Yep. We're not going to just quit putting stuff out. We have a bunch of stuff that we have cut yeah. from episodes that we just thought, oh, nobody needs to hear us talk yeah. about that or whatever. But that might be fun for people mm-hmm. that actually like us and want to support us. So I think we're going to put I, I'm not really going to take any kind of a break, but because <laughs> I'll be just putting together other episodes. But I'm going to work on sound stuff, make sure that all of our episodes sound great. Mm-hmm. If it means I have to buy more equipment, I guess I'll have to do that, but hopefully not. That's a sacrifice you're willing to make. I will. And we I mean, appreciate it. Uh, we'll see if I can. <laughs> anyway, so then we will be, you know, we'll take a, a, maybe a month off or mm-hmm. so, so that we can enjoy some summertime. And then we'll wrap, we'll start up again. Yeah. With season, season two. two. Yep. So if anybody has any suggestions for us about, show format or mm-hmm. episodes Ideas. of the dead files you want yep. us to cover mm-hmm. are there other shows that you like that you think we should watch and talk about we mm-hmm. could do that too and we could maybe do that as some bonus content yep. for patreon yep yeah so yep. any ideas there's other we're shows open. that we're watching so we're not totally you know set on the dead files i mean obviously yeah. that's our main content but yeah we're not gonna we're open to what you guys want yeah, for what sure. What do we you do other want stuff. from us? <laughs> That's legal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Very good distinction. So, uh, did we get everything? Shows I think we're so. watching Alcatraz, Promo Partners, New Patron. La, 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 la. I think that's it. Okay. Should we dive right. right in? Let's dive After right in. 25 minutes of Gabby, yep. we'll just dive right in. Yep. Are you interested in stories of ghosts, poltergeists, and the paranormal? Do you love an amazing tale of an unsolved mystery, a strange disappearance? How about a UFO encounter, or even a first-hand sighting of a creature that should only exist in your nightmares? Why not join us over at the Haunted UK podcast, where every two weeks we delve deep into the tales of the strange and unusual, the unsolved and the downright weird. The Haunted UK podcast is available on all major platforms, as well as being on Instagram and Coffee. So why not give us a follow and get involved with the show? Thanks for listening, and we really hope that you'll join us for our next episode. And on that note, it's back to the show. So we're in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And we're with Holly, and Holly is newly married to her husband, Steve. Not Steve. Jesus Christ, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) It's going real well. Okay, I'm starting over, okay? Okay. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to... (laughs) Kidding. Oh, my God. I'm not even drinking. I haven't even drank today. I'm not either. I I have iced tea. (laughs) Is it from from Long Island? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's from Caribou. 
Okay, so we're with Steve and Holly. Holly is the one who called. She's newly married to her husband, Mike. Uh, and she feels that something in her house is evil and attacking her family, and it's trying to tear apart her marriage. So she shows a picture. It's her and her husband, and then her son, Dryden, who's three, <clears throat> and her son, Cyril, who is seven, and he's on the autism spectrum, and he's nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So um, stuff happens to him. And he can't tell her what's going on. Yeah. So Steve asks if she's tried to do anything to kind of fix the problem. And she said she's tried two mediums who came to her house and blessed the house and it only got worse. Uh, Steve asks her what she's, you know, what they experience. And she says they have creepy sounds. They feel watched. She thinks the activity is becoming violent. And when she, you know, talks about that, she says that uh, her mood will change really, really fast. She said she'll be in a really good mood, which is super common. Um, we hear it a lot in these stories yeah. where they'll, they're, they have just abrupt mood changes from really good mood. And then she gets really pissed off and most of the time at her husband. And she said a lot of the time she's not even aware of what she's saying or she's doing. She said she's told him that she doesn't want to be his wife anymore. She can't stand him. Uh and then, you know, he'll she'll kind of come to and he'll be looking at her like, what the fuck is going on? And she mm-hmm. doesn't remember saying it. Wow. She thinks he's at his breaking point and she thinks he's going to leave her. She's mm-hmm. afraid her marriage will fail and the stress is killing her. And then Steve says, well, we're here now and kind of puts his hand on hers. And oh, just so sweet. So sweet. Um, yeah, he's just so. And I have a little heart emoji next to that. So I'm like, Steve. <laughs> So we go to the basement and uh, Holly says she doesn't feel comfortable. Nobody feels comfortable down here. She feels like they're being watched. And he says, do you feel that now? And she said, yes, I feel it right now. And and he said, where is it coming from? And she says it's coming from the back room. And so Steve puts his hand on her arm and and she says, "Okay, you wait here and I'm going to go check it out because he's the best in the entire fucking world. Yeah. And she's like, don't leave me here. And he's like, no, I'm just going to go check the scariest room. And she's right. like, he's like, oh, this is fucking creepy. He doesn't say that. But, you know, I'm sh- that's what he's I'm thinking. It. He's thinking it. Yeah, you I know can, it. I know. Steve, yeah. we're so connected. Yeah. So he goes into the room. It's lots of cobwebs. All, like nobody goes in there. Um, and he says it's creepy. But, you know, Steve doesn't get anything from it. Mm hmm. So he asks her what else happens. She said she'll hear footsteps. She'll hear noises. And he said, what do the footsteps sound like? She said they're very heavy, definitely adult. Uh, It's not, you know, kids or it's not dogs, even though... I kept waiting for him to ask if it was the dogs. However, this episode, you can play a fun drinking game. Anytime Steve says, not for nothing, take a drink. Not for nothing. Because he says it a lot during the episode. You'd be drunk. You would be D-R-U-N-C-K. Drunk. <laughs> she also hears voices, um, all male. And she said she has been told upstairs in her room to get out. Not the TV. She said the TV wasn't on. There was nobody else around who could have said it. And the last thing she said in the basement is that they'll see shadow figures. She said they see a large, a very, they see two main ones, a large one that blocks out an entire doorway and another one that is smaller. She said it definitely feels negative and it's trying to make her uncomfortable, which I'm going to say, interject something here. I thought my ghost was negative, but it, he mm-hmm. wasn't. I just mm-hmm. think, you know, that common adage, we fear what we don't know. Yep. You don't know what's going on. So you're going to think it's negative because really when you think of something haunting you, it's almost always a demon. And so... That's what you think. And so I just wanted to interject that, that even if you think it's negative, Frank was not negative. Frank was Mm -hmm. actually there to watch out for me and protect me. So Mm -hmm. 
He was um, kind of like a guide. He was. You say? Yeah, he was yeah. totally a guide. He was, you know, I like I've said there, I think there are at least two situations that he got me out of that I probably would have died in. Wow. So then thanks, we go to, Frank. Yeah, thanks, Frank. So then we go to Cyril's bedroom. Um, and this is her older son in the who's on the spectrum. She said both her children have woken up with marks that look almost like bites or chicken pox. And Steve even says, like, this looks like chicken pox. You know, have you gone to the doctor? And she says, yeah. And the doctors can't explain it. They don't know what it is. Holly's been scratched in the shower. Um, and Steve says, was the water really hot? And I'm like, Steve, hot water does not look like scratches. Okay. <laughs> hot water. That's really looks- hard water. Yeah. That is hard water. Um. And then another thing, Holly said she was laying in bed. She felt a hand come all the way up her body and then push her head down into the pillow to where she couldn't move. Yeah, it was not gross. So then we go to to Zach, who's a family friend, and they're out in a field. Um, And he said he's really worried about the kids. He worries about their safety, especially Cyril, because, you know, he can't talk about what's happening and stuff is obviously happening to him so everybody's kind of worried about him and the son Dryden as well but you know he he's able to communicate better right so he's talked about experiences that he had he said the first one was in the basement he said he felt something as soon as he got to the top of stairs going down he said he felt really uneasy um and he thinks it's demonic which again you know people think that because that's you know one thing that we really we really only know of yeah. You know, we think ghosts, but ghosts typically we don't generally think of as being negative. So um, he said he feels watched, but I think Steve could have led him there with his question because Steve said, you know, Holly said she feels watched. Do you feel mm. that, too? And since I'm watching the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial, I'm personally kind of a <laughs> lawyer now. And I would object to uh, leading the witness on yeah. that one. So I... He did say that, but also, again, I'm not discrediting him and I'm not discrediting his experience, but I also think that Steve might have led him there. Um, And he said he also feels the hair on the back of his neck stand up. So Steve is like, wow, that's a lot of shit. You know, he didn't say that, but I'm paraphrasing. Um, And then so he said in the field where they're in, he said he thought he what he saw something that looked like a deer, but it walked upright. Um, he said it was taller than he was. He doesn't know what it was. And he said it it doesn't want any of them there. That sounds like a, a Wendigo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But we'll get to it. Okay. Um, so now we're next is Mike's husband. And you know what? He fooled me here, you guys, because uh, when he first started talking, uh, he, you know, he starts talking, saying that she'll wake up and she'll say that she's done with their marriage. She doesn't remember and Steve is like, well, you know, Holly thinks that you're at the point of leaving, are you? And he goes, no, she's my wife. I'm here through sickness and in health. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, Mike, so, I know. just so sweet. fucking wait. Mike mm-hmm. is not nice. <laughs> so then some of the experiences that he's had is he's been laying in bed and he felt the blankets kind of the way he mentioned it was they went under his legs like somebody was tucking him in. And um, like he, you know, he couldn't move. And Steve was like, is it the dogs? Because of course. (laughs) And he said the dog is downstairs, not allowed upstairs. And then he also had scratches on his arm. So they've all had scratches in some way. Um, They were very faint. And I will say a skeptic could point out that Mike scratches kind of look like what happens if you fall asleep in one position for a long time, like Mm. on blankets and you wake up and there's lines in your arms. Yep. 
kind of looked like that. So a skeptic, I, again, I'm not discrediting Zach's experience or um, Mike's experience, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying a skeptic could say this is like it's not definitive proof that something happened to him. So then we go to the research portion and we meet genealogist Kim McDonald. Not a gynecologist. Not a gynecologist. So here's where we get the history of the the place that they're living in. So Rudy Rothacker bought the the land in 1946 and he built the house there and now by hand. So this house was built math like 75-ish years ago. Wow. And Rudy and his brothers owned a, a mining company called Rothacker Mining Company, took it over when his father passed away. Uh, he married Arlene, his wife Arlene, and a year after moving into the house, they welcomed their son Richard and then their daughter Gloria. Now, Richard was kind of a problem child. In 1967, he joined the military right in the height of the Vietnam War. Hmm. However, he went AWOL. They, the military looked for him, found him at home hide better um and they put him in jail for deserting and this was a big deal it actually made the town newspaper so you know richard's got or not richard but rudy's got a little bit of shame you know you don't want your son to be labeled a deserter Mm -hmm. so the mine closes um they you know they just couldn't sustain it anymore then rudy dies of a heart attack while eating dinner at his kitchen table oh my god 55 years old Died. Oh, yeah, very, that's too very young. young. Oh, it gets better. Uh, Richard then moved in or was living there, was mowing the lawn, drops dead of heart attack. <gasps> 35 years old. What? Right in the middle of the yard, drops oh dead of God. heart attack. So then we, uh, you know, um, Steve asks about Arlene. Well, how's she doing? Well, she didn't do too well because after Rudy died, her sister-in-law sued her for the land, claiming that it was the family's land and it should stay in the family. Mm. And she won. So she she won the land. They told Arlene she could keep the house. And so she stayed in the house. 1987, she died. Guess what she died of? Hmm. Was it a heart attack? It was a heart attack. She oh. was 63 years old, died while uh, oh. sitting in the living room on her couch. Wow. Yeah. So then we go to uh, Mary Jamba, and she's kind of a, a historian, and she talks about a mining accident that occurred. So January 3rd of 1931, uh, they were at the Midvale Coal Mine, which was one mile from the property. So, all right, so 19 men went into the coal mine, and they went three miles down via elevator. They had to get really, really far down. Right. Then they split into teams and they made crude explosives to break open the coal so it's easier to extract. Mm. They put two charges into the wall. Um, this one team did. Those charges misfired. Uh, ended up A fireball ended up shooting backwards, igniting 24 sticks of dynamite. So essentially, this was a chain reaction. Jesus. The charge misfired, threw a fireball backwards, 24 sticks of dynamite went off. One man was blown 15 feet and killed instantly. The other four, their eardrums popped so they couldn't hear anything. And it was totally dark because, of course, the explosion blew out all the lights. So they couldn't hear. They couldn't see. see. They're trying to escape. And they all died being overcome by toxic fumes. Oh, my God. I'd rather be that guy that got blown up. Yeah, exactly. At least he died right away. Right. So five people died in that mine. So it was not good. So then we go to, uh, we have our library research, Coleman to the archives. <laughs> and so we go to a local journalist, John Baker, and he tells us about a poorhouse fire. 
So he said in the early 1800s, Ohio authorized poorhouses for indigent people. And I don't know what an indigent people is. It's people that don't have uh, means. They don't have money. They don't have a home. Oh. They, it just got it. So kind of like homeless, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. we have poorhouses for indigent people. This was built about a mile from their house. Terrible conditions, as I'm sure you can imagine. Mental health patients who were there were treated like prisoners, confined to their cells, didn't get any sort of treatment, pretty much ignored. Great, great, I'm sure, for their mental health. Yeah. Um, then we have Matilda Cray. She was 25 years old. She was brought in because she was setting her clothing on fire. And they thought, you know what we should do? Put her in a cell and not monitor her. Oh, so March of 1858, she fastened a rope out of clothing, threw it through the, her cell bars, and it landed on the stove and it caught fire. And then that caused the entire room to ignite. Not great. All five of the wow. ins inmates inside were burned to death, um, <laughs> including Matilda. The oh. newspaper said it was so bad that even the arms and the legs were gone. Ugh. And so uh, then they started talking about, you know, Steve said, well, that's a really bad way to die. And I was like, yes, it is, Steve. And so he said, you know, I wonder if, if they're who's in the house. And um, they were like, well, I don't know. That's what Amy's here for. <laughs> so then we go to the Amy's arrival and she gets there and instantly she feels sick. She just she's not in a you know, she doesn't like it. It's not a good place. Mm -hmm. She goes down inside and goes into the basement and standing at the top of the stairs, she sees quite a few people in the basement um, hiding. She said at least 10 men, women, children, all of them. They think Amy is evil. She said something has happened to them to make them afraid of people like me, people like mediums. Oh, she said the dead people come into the back room often. The one that Steve said, you know, Steve went into Holly said was the really creepy one. She mm -hmm. sees them sinking into the walls. She said the living would hear them talking. She said mainly men. She said they would also hear them walking and they might see shadow figures. And then she says, this is bad. Um, and next we encounter a little girl. Now, what do we know about children <laughs> ghosts? They are not always children. They are not always children. So keep that in mind as we go through this walk because spoiler alert she's not a child Ugh. so she amy sees the little girl and she's told by the dead people they're telling her not to be fooled by her that she's not what she seems hint number one uh they uh, amy says she wants a living child she said sometimes she'll take people living people she said she takes them and um they're gone and matt says where do they go and um, Amy said they disappear. She plays with them until they die, basically. And then they're dead. Jeez. So that's great. She also says the little girl is an animal and she does not want them back in the woods. She can change shape and get bigger. Oh. She said the living would see something in the woods. She said they would see an animal that's scary to them. And the dead people indicate to Amy that she comes from the woods, from the trees. Says she's always been there since the beginning of time. It really does sound like a Wendigo. Yeah. And she takes people. Yikes. And she has taken people in the past. So then we're going into the bedroom, the master bedroom. And she said there's a male entity and he's very angry. She said the living would have uh, experience with him. She also says he's inside her. She can't see him, but she can kind of feel him. 
And uh, he says that he can jump people really easily, but that's not what he wants. Hmm. He wants to basically, she said, meld with them. Um, Yeah, it's not great. That sounds worse. She hears him yelling at her to get out of there. She said the living would be restless. They would be irritated. They'd be aggressive. They'd have really sudden moon changes. And she said. He's not jumping them. He's melding with them. Jumping is more violent. This is more intimate. And he likes that because then he knows them. He knows everything about that person. And then she says he's arguing with somebody else. She said the living would hear that. They would hear arguing. She feels a man who's agitated that feels like his life was a failure. And she said when she tries to tap into his energy and kind of learn more about him, she gets very nauseous. Oh. She also sees a, a little old woman in a chair like she's the queen. She's glaring at Amy and she says, I am at war with you. Why would I speak to you? Whoa. Yeah. Super angry. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. She owned the <laughs> property and she had kids and she does not want living people here. She wants them out. She said she's trying to influence living people in some way to get them out, possibly plotting murder to get them out. Yeesh. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, go back outside and she sees the little girl and she thinks the little girl killed those people in the basement. She just touches the ground. She can kill a lot of people if she touches the ground. And then that's the end of her walk. We go to the sketch and she's, you know, drawing this and draw this. And yes, that's what I saw. Is this what you saw? Amy, is this what you saw? Oh my God. No, that's nothing like what I saw. You're not even listening. You're shit. That's a picture of a dog. I said it wasn't the dogs. <laughs> hey, everyone. We want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last-minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty, too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one. And when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. So we're at the reveal and Holly and Mike are at the reveal. So um, she said, 
the first place she went was in the basement and she said she saw a lot of people down there um, and she said you might hear voices and Holly confirms that she hears voices down there all the time. She said she hears male voices. She said you feel I, I feel watched and um, or no Amy said that the living would feel watched and they might see shadow figures and then that's when Steve kind of was like <laughs> like oh my god I can't believe yeah. her like she's blowing my <laughs> mind again Same yeah. Steve. And uh, Holly talks about how she feels watched. She feels uncomfortable. And that's when we get the first sketch. Oh, is that the people in the basement? Yeah. Yeah. So it's showing some actual people in the basement, like wearing clothes and hats. There's a creepy old woman in the corner, a little girl holding onto a man's pants. And then in the back, there's a bunch of shadow people in the room. Some of them are kind of creeping out, you know, above, like looking around the corner. Yeesh. Not great. Uh, And so then she talks about the elderly woman who was sitting in the chair. She said she looked to be in her 80s and she said she owned the house and she doesn't want living people here. And so Steve goes through the history of the house, talks about Arlene, says she's pretty much the only person it could be. It's only really been owned by that family and now this family. I mean, there's not a ton of history, not a ton of people who could have owned it. So um, then we talk about we go upstairs and Amy said she went into the room to the left, which was Holly and Mike's bedroom, said she heard an angry older dead guy in there said alive. He spent a lot of time at the house and she said she heard him arguing with another male, extremely angry and regrets his life. She said he feels he feels like his life was a failure. Steve thinks Hmm. maybe it was Rudy because he's got the failed coal mining Mm -hmm. company, got his son, Richard, who, you know, wasn't the best um, when A-Roll went to jail for it. So then Steve says Rudy died at 55 and then Richard dies at 35. Amy thinks that it's the son. She does not think it's Rudy. And she talks about screaming upstairs and that he's just really angry. She said he told her to get out. And then Holly has, you know, said that, yeah, when she's in the bedroom, she's heard um, somebody say, get out of here. She said he makes people feel irritated and aggressive. Holly talks about her behavior, you know, being like super in a in, like in a decent mood. And then all of a sudden really fast, she'll just be really pissed off and irritated. Mm-hmm. She doesn't remember doing it. And then Amy said that's all Richard. And she talks about the melding where he like goes into your body. And that's the sketch. Okay. So then they talk about melding. Holly says she got held down. Hand went up her body. And then she said her face was pushed into the pillow. Now here, everybody's been Team Mike, right? Yay, he won't leave his wife. Oh my God, this is so sweet. Then Mike says... Honestly, I think it's kind of cool. The guys are and you think it's cool? Yes. So this oh guy is God. assaulting your wife, and you're like, oh, that's pretty he's cool. Stand that's pretty guy. cool. No, we're kind of a dick. What he has to say. So then Amy says she's most concerned about a little dead girl. She said she went out back, and this girl became a bizarre, like, animal creature thing. The dead told Amy that she comes from the trees or the woods. And they also told her again that it's been here since the beginning of time and has never been human. Hence the title. Uh-huh. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Steve talks about Zach and what he saw. Said uh, Zach said it looks like a deer standing up and Amy said, oh, shit. Wait a second. Who's Zach? Zach is their family friend. They were talking oh, to him right, in the right. field. Okay. 
right, yeah. right, right. So again, um, this thing doesn't want living people here. Amy felt that she had killed people in the basement. She said it's also fixated on a child in the house, one that's living. And she said that, uh, and Holly's youngest, Dryden, says that he's seen a little girl and has talked to a little girl. Mm-hmm. And Amy said, well, she thinks that this little girl wants the older boy. Yikes, the one who's nonverbal. Who's nonverbal. And Ugh. Holly says that he can't communicate, um, mm-hmm. but she, like, talk but she said he knows that he or she knows he's communicating with something so mm-hmm. that's never good nope so the the attack on the parents is richard so the scratches and everything that's richard but the kids amy thinks that's the little girl amy whispers i don't like this <laughs> then we get to the advice so the first thing to do is that Arlene and Richard need to be removed and Amy's going to bring her own team in to handle this. So this is serious. Yeah. Not that the other people aren't as legitimate. I'm not discrediting them at all, but right. But sometimes it's like you have to get a shaman who's, you know, and all these weird qualifications and then they can't find anybody like that. Yeah. So it's nice when she is able to give her team. So she said one of her team, a very calm male medium will work with the basement Mm -hmm. people to move them on then she said after that her team needs to set up communication with the thing outside and that's what she referred to it as she said they need to set up a barrier from the yard to the house to verify what is the thing's territory and what is the family's territory after that the team will be able to tell holly if they can do anything or if they have to move so then, you know, Steve is like, okay, well, what are you, you know, how do you feel about this? And um, Mike says he doesn't know where he stands on the situation, on that situation, specifically meaning the thing in the woods. Oh. He would need to experience something. Oh, And Steve okay. goes, quote, so you need to experience one of the kids disappearing? Uh-huh. And Mike is, Mike is like, yeah, pretty much. Oh, he'd probably think it was cool. Yeah. And, uh. And Steve is like, so you believe the ghost. You believe everything Amy is telling you about the house, but you don't believe the thing in the woods. And Mike is like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Jeez. So, Why draw the line there? That doesn't make any sense. And then <laughs> Steve has the best line in the show and he goes, oh, good. It's not like this place is pretty populated. This ain't Brooklyn. I can tell you that. This is, there's no, there's no freaking buddy out here. A couple of deer. You know, how you doing? That's it. Right. Like, what do you need to experience? I don't get it. And then Holly's like... Make Mike sleep in the woods for a couple of nights. Yeah, Mike. By himself. All alone. Yeah. How would you like them apples? Holly, of course, is like, oh, he's just always going to be skeptical. No. Steve is skeptical. But mm-hmm. when there's evidence presented to Steve, he believes it. Yeah. There's plenty of people that we all know who will not believe something, even if there's flat out proof Craig. <laughs> <They will. laughs> well yeah i do mean him with the paranormal yeah. stuff but there yeah. are other people in the world like some people that i'm related to that say they need proof yep and then you give them proof and they're like well i'm not believing that it, you can give them proof but if it doesn't fit their worldview they're then not going to yep. believe it because that means everything that they believe mm-hmm. has to be thrown out and mm-hmm. they won't do that no matter right. how much proof you give them they will still bingo. keep saying i need proof bingo yep yep so Five weeks later, we get a video follow-up from Holly. So she said Amy's team came in, cleared all the negative energy. There's no activity. 
Everything is going well. And she thanked everybody for coming out. She said everything is amazing and it's going great. Oh, good. Yeah. Hope she ditched Mike, though. I couldn't believe that. When he was like... What a jerk. When And even Steve is like, are you... He's like, this is in Brooklyn. (laughs) There's no friggin' buddy out there. This is in Brooklyn. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Not for nothing, but... Not for nothing, but you crazy. (laughs) So... I started out big fan of Mike. Yeah. Ended up. Well, good. I'm glad that the they got rid of everything. Mm-hmm. That's we don't always we don't often see that mm-hmm. in these episodes. And I'm Effie. And we are the Mums, Mysteries and Murder podcast. Each month we take turns bringing you mysteries and true crime stories from our respective homelands, Australia and Scotland. But be warned, there's no shrimps on the barbie or we jimmies. <laughs> Excellent accent, Marty. No one has shrimps on the barbie in Australia. It's prawns and oh. they don't even have prawns on the barbie. Oh. Anyway. Disappointed. You can find us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and join us over on Mums, Mysteries and Murder on Instagram. It's not big or clever, but it is entertaining. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continuous podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it. <laughs>